0: Are you willing to be honest to tell the people that work for you, the staff at your company, your organization, that had it not been for that tragedy, that you all would not even really be thinking about this? It wouldn't even be on the radar. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. If you dare. just tell the truth just tell the truth in my work with clients as a culture coach when we begin talking about how to communicate First, internally in your organization or in your company. That is the one thing that you have to know as a leader. That in your communication about the culture work that you are engaging in, you need to tell the truth. Why? Well, Because in cultural diversity work in your company or your organization, leaders are in a uh, unique place as opposed to when they are trying to communicate about other changes that are happening within the organization. So for instance, um, if you're gonna change over, a data collecting system or your database system at your company. Well, as a leader, you may have spent time thinking about it for a while and, you know, um, engaging with companies that you're going to work with uh, to help you do the changeover. You and your team have probably had conversations about it and talked about it, and you probably at some level have had some experience with a system like that before. Or maybe you were even at a previous company or an organization. And you know you used this particular product that you're going to use now, or you know you've been through some sort of change at another company when you're changing over a, a data management system. Or maybe you're changing over your financial system, right? Maybe you're moving uh, from one large system that's been tracking all your finances to something a bit more robust. And maybe you've been around in your industry or at your company long enough or at another company long enough where you know what it's gonna be like, how much time it's gonna take what it's gonna feel like, what it's gonna take from the staff, all of those things in order to change from one uh, financial system at your company to another. So with these two examples, you may feel like as a leader that you are ahead. That once you start to roll out uh, the communication about these systems, that you and your executive team members or you and your leadership team will be ahead of the staff and will be ahead of most people in the organization because you spent time with it. The difference that exists when you're working in culture work specifically is that many times if your organization or your company has been historically monocultural, and for those of you in white American culture This is usually what happens with you if that has been the history thus far in your company or your organization. When you start to get into culture work, when you start to get into culture as it relates to ethnicity or come from, you have to know, and you probably already know this at some point, that you may not be necessarily ahead of the people that you lead. Now, historically and traditionally, that can be a really scary and nerve-wracking place for a leader. I mean, if you think about it, how are you supposed to lead (laughs) if you're not ahead? (laughs) Right, like how are you supposed to lead if, you know, sometimes you may feel like you're working off of the same information that your staff is working off of, right? How do you lead when sometimes it feels like you're actually walking side by side with people in your organization instead of out ahead? And how do you lead when, if you're really honest, that there are people that are in, uh, quote, lower places in the organization, people who actually have less influence than you do, people that have... Uh, less authority than you do, and if you're honest as a leader, they are actually ahead of you on this. Every leader I know deals with some sort of ego <laughs> management, and here's the thing: that's not like a a, a judgment. That's human and in fact i heard a friend of mine say once that he believed that you know every leader anybody who's leading anything has to have some degree of ego because how how else do you you know get in front of people and you have to have a healthy sense of who you are right in order to lead in order to get out in front of people but with this when you know what's true is that there are people in your organization that are ahead of you that they actually understand the work of cultural diversity, that they actually understand the nuances of culture, that they actually have, probably have better ideas than you do. Oftentimes leaders that are working towards being bridge building leaders, multicultural leaders. There is a a crossroads here that you have to be honest about as a leader and as a person. Are you willing to step into the space to to reestablish and redetermine what it means for you to be a leader in cultural diversity work? When I work with my clients, when they're starting the journey on how to align the work that they long to do in cultural diversity, So much of what we work on first is about communication. Now, if you're listening today and you are the owner of a company or an organization, you're a CEO or part of a leadership team, and you want to know more about this, you can contact me at uh, nickylearner.com. You can send me an email right on the website on the contact me page. It goes directly to me. But what I am going to do today is I'm going to share with you uh, just just an insight about communication. And that is, in this work on cultural diversity, you have to tell the truth. You have to be transparent. And you have to be honest. Let me say that again. You have to tell the truth. You have to be transparent And you have to be honest. And you have to be these things because of exactly what I just said. Because if you're not, the people in your organization will know immediately if you are trying to pull something over their eyes, if you are trying to hide something, if you are trying to act like you or your leadership team or your board, whoever it is, has everything together. Most leaders don't want to admit that they are learning and that they are on the baby steps journey of learning. But trust me when I tell you this, you have to lean into this. If working with a coach like me or working with someone else who's training your, your company and diversity, whatever it is, if that's the first thing that you all have done and that's the first thing even for you as a leader that you have started to do, you need to be honest with the people that are working for you. if you're in a a spiritual community, you have to be honest. If you're a spiritual leader and you're just starting this, you have to be honest. You have to be willing to not know. And not only be willing to not know, but be willing to say it. You have to tell the truth. So when I say that you have to tell the truth or you have to be honest... What am I talking about? There are five things that I want to share with you. Places where you need to be honest in your internal communications. You need to be honest about this in your external communications as well, but let's just start with internal. (laughs) First thing is you need to be honest about your shortcomings. As I mentioned before, in this work, more than any other work, you have to let your people know, if it's true, that you don't know it all. <laughs> that you don't know it all as a leader. You know some things, but you don't know it all. You have to be willing to be honest that you uh, maybe even have started from a place of lack. You know Many leaders that I talk to honestly wouldn't even be having this uh, discussion or doing this work on culture within the workplace unless the George Floyd murder didn't happen. Are you willing to be honest about that as a leader? Are you willing to be honest to tell the people that work for you, the staff at your company, your organization, that had it not been for that tragedy, that you all would not even really be thinking about this. It wouldn't even be on the radar. Wouldn't even be talking about it. In fact, before it happened, you weren't even thinking about it because life was just normal for you. Are you willing to be that honest about your shortcoming? I have found first as a person and then as I work with leaders that part of the the challenge of admitting the shortcomings is it actually doesn't come from uh, outside like it doesn't come from the people that work for us or it doesn't come from um, you know even on the external side uh, it does it doesn't come from from that it, you know people on the outside it actually comes from the inside for us as leaders first. Because if if we admit a shortcoming, now let me zero back in here on the example I just used. If we admit the shortcoming of never really thinking about culture as it relates to ethnicity in the workplace, prior to the tragic death and murder of George Floyd, once we are aware of that as people, and then in our role as leaders, I actually think that what happens is, is that there is a grief component that happens. I mean, have you felt this before? And maybe it's not even just with culture work or diversity work, but maybe it's with other things as well. There's a grief factor, right? <laughs> um, most leaders are really high performers. And, you know, many high performers that that I have met or have coached they are harder on themselves than anybody else really when they feel like they haven't met a bar or reached a destination or, or anything like that they are harder on themselves and so a lot of times what happens is leaders then don't want to admit their shortcomings because of the judgment that they start to heap on themselves And then what happens is if you start to heap judgment on yourself because of your own shortcoming as a leader, then what I have found for most leaders is that then that's when we go inward, Uh, we stay up all up in our head, we don't wanna tell people about it because we don't wanna invite more judgment, right? Like it's just this potential to just go into the ground, (laughs) right, and spiral down into this hole. But you have to be honest about this. You have to tell the truth about your shortcomings and tell the truth about your shortcomings to the people that work for you and with you without judgment. What if you could just communicate it as information and not judgment? What if you could receive it yourself as information, not judgment? For some of you that are listening today, that this is going to be huge for you. So you have to be honest about your shortcomings. Here's a second thing I want to give you. You have to be honest about your victories. Didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> you have to be honest about your victories. Not every person in the diversity space is gonna tell you this, but this is why my work is set apart from other diversity trainers. You have to celebrate when you actually have a win. You have to celebrate uh and be honest, tell stories about the ways that you you all as a company or you all as a leadership team are actually winning in this. The things um that you can that you can see, some of the things that you can measure. You can't only stay in the space of shortcomings. Because that will lead you into despair and discouragement and you will give up you have to be able to mark and measure the victories. Here's the third thing. You have to be honest about the learnings. This is usually where leaders fall short in their diversity communication when they're starting this journey with with their company and with their staff, is they're not willing to tell people, here's what I learned today. Right, here's what our executive team learned today. Here's what I learned as a CEO and I didn't even realize it. What did I learn? Share that with your staff because here's the thing, the more that you can communicate that to your staff or people that work with you or for you, remember then that you are then passing along that learning to other people. And that way, you don't have to just keep it all for yourself, (laughs) right? You don't have to keep it all for yourself. you get to actually share and pass along a learning that you had, even if it's one thing, you know, for one of my clients, what I begged them to do and they, they, um, never really did was, you know, I said, make sure that you share, you know, learnings that you get out of our trainings together, our coachings together. It's a great way to spark conversation. It's, it's an easy, great thing to share with your staff and and your colleagues, about the things that you are learning. Uh, it's a great way for you to remember uh, what you are learning and, and pass that along. Share it, share your learnings, okay? Number four, be honest about your fears. Now, again, this may be counterintuitive to you as a leader, but trust me, if you're going to do the work of cultural diversity, in your organization or in your company. You have to get good at this. You have to get good at sharing your fears. I don't want you to wallow in your fears, but I do need you to name them. And it's okay. The, the point is really actually not the fear itself. The point is, is that as a leader, you are demonstrating a, a level of humility and connection with people that work for you and with you That is important. You remain human. And when you're starting in uh, new in cultural diversity work, it is so important for people to know that there are some things you're afraid of and that even though you're afraid of them, your goal is to work through them in courage and engagement. Those are actually the stories And uh, the pieces of truth that will actually uh, win the trust of people that you work with. And then last, number five, you have to be honest about not knowing. You have to be honest about not knowing. And again, I know that as leaders, that is the last thing you want to do. And got to get really comfortable with it you have to be honest about not knowing why is this so important it's important because as a leader you really need to model what you want from the people on your teams as a leader if you're able to model humility if you're able to model a sharing of your fears and your doubts and your learnings and victories and all those things what you're doing is modeling for them what you require of them you need to be what you're asking your staff to be or your executive team to be through this culture work you do it first you go first trust me when I say this let me coach you in this moment if If you try to act like you know all things with regards to how to do this culture work on the beginning stages of it and that's what you communicate, you will lose. I see it every time. Because people have a a BS factor (laughs) or BS radar that they can tell. They can tell when somebody's trying to make something up. They can tell when a leader is trying to look better than they actually are, they can tell because you're dealing with people here in your organization who have many times more lived experience in cultural work than you do. More lived experience in experiencing racism in the workplace or in their lives more experience on what it's like to be a non-majority person, right? You even have people on your team uh, that are part of the majority culture here in the United States that have backgrounds who have lived abroad or lived in other cultures where they are the minority. They might be ahead of you. And you have to tell the truth. You have to be transparent. And you have to be honest. It is in these things that you will find your greatest growth in this next season of multicultural leadership. I'm cheering loudly for you. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous multicultural life i'll see you next week